Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about urges and what the heck to do with them. Now, it might seem like this topic isn't necessarily related to someone's experience of burnout, but regardless, it's just these are good skills to have. So I think everyone knows kind of what an urge is. Your brain is giving you an impulse or drive to do something. And in general, when we're referring to something as an urge, we're usually referring to something that maybe the logical part of your brain thinks is unnecessary or maybe even harmful in the long run. Like if someone suddenly has the desire to call their grandmother, we don't really think of that in terms of an urge, although technically speaking, it is. So in general, in coaching, when we're talking about urges, we mean the former type. You'll remember from previous episodes that the reason we want anything in life is because of how we think it's going to make us feel. In terms of urges, I think they fall into kind of three buckets. I'm going to use food examples for everything today, and that's just to keep it simple. Obviously, these apply to urges for all sorts of things. So the first bucket is the buffering kind. You're either experiencing or anticipating some sort of unpleasant emotion, so your brain offers you something that will, at least temporarily, buffer it away. The urge is trying to cancel out something that you'd rather not feel. This is, I've had a terrible day at work, and when I get home, I zone out in front of the TV with a bunch of snacks. The second bucket is when the thing itself just innately has high allure. These are the bright, shiny things, the things we think are super special or rare, and we better have them right now. This is, I brought home a tasty treat, and I can't stop thinking about it until it's all gone. And this actually was me recently. We were out of town, and I brought home some special chocolate-covered pretzels that I find absolutely delicious, and you can't just get them at any store. You can only get them at this one shop in one state, unless you're going to special order them for home delivery. We're going to come back to this example later. So the third bucket is when something has just kind of become a habit. Your brain is used to this thing happening and thinks that something has gone wrong or will go wrong if it doesn't. This is something like, if you always have a little chocolate at the end of dinner... Even if you're completely stuffed and the chocolate available isn't the kind that you like, you're going to eat it anyway. So what's the problem with urges? Well, I mean, of course, there's the obvious that since for the purpose of this discussion, we're referring to things that our rational brains would rather that we don't indulge, there's almost definitely some sort of net negative associated with them. So for all of these food examples, we might know that the end result is going to be feeling overly full or nauseated or maybe unwanted weight gain or whatever. But in the moment, we choose the temporary pleasure. Just like you know that if you click send on that angry email, you're probably going to regret it later. But in the moment, it feels like the better option rather than having to sit with the feeling of indignity or needing to be right or whatever. But there are a couple of other problems which might not be so obvious. For one thing, our past experience with how we've handled urges can create an inner story of powerlessness. We might start believing 
that because sometimes we give in to urges, we don't have any self-control. The other less obvious problem is that if we don't have the skills to handle urges without resorting to willpower all the time, anytime we experience an urge, it can be exhausting and depleting. And this, in turn, is going to result in us being more likely to give in to the urge, which then solidifies the belief that we have no power, and you can see how that spirals. When trying to handle an urge, I do think it can be helpful to first sort out which bucket it falls into. Buffering, I just want that, or habit. But it's probably not crucial to do this every time. For one thing, there can be overlap. But I do think it's really helpful for the buffering urges because if you can figure out what you're avoiding, then you can start working on learning how to not avoid that thing. We're going to spend some more time on that next week. When it's the bright and shiny thing, the I just want that, well, one strategy that can be extremely useful is making it something that you actually plan to do. So if we're using food examples and we do the chocolate-covered pretzels one, If I bring them home from vacation and tell myself I'm not allowed to have them because I'm saving them for a special occasion, well, guess what I immediately need to have all the time? And you can be certain I will be plagued with urges for them until I'm standing in the open cabinet door stuffing a handful of them in my mouth. But instead, if I plan on having five of them after dinner until they're gone, well, every day after dinner, I get to have them. And I enjoy them and they've completely lost that element of control over me. I'm totally in control. I can make sure that I enjoy every bite, which I am definitely not doing if I'm stuffing them in my mouth while standing in the cabinet. And enjoying every bite should be the whole point of delicious food. Also, now I don't have to spend any time at all having urges for them or telling myself lies about when I will and will not allow myself to have them because I already decided. Since the rational part of my brain did the planning, I'm in control. See how that works? It's so simple and it can still feel a little bit magical. Learning this skill and practicing the art of appreciating delayed gratification keeps you from developing or believing that story of I have no power over this or I have no self-control. Speaking of self-control, what we kind of mean by that is willpower. Probably most of you have learned along the way that willpower is thought to be a finite resource. You have a certain amount of it every day, and when you use it up, that's it. I imagine that everyone has experienced this phenomenon, both in their work life and home life. You're using all this energy to make yourself do or not do something when your natural inclination is the opposite, and you're doing great until something else hard comes along and then you totally go off the rails with the other thing. So in coaching, you learn the metaphor of the beach ball. Using willpower for an urge is like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. You can do it for a while, but eventually you tire out and then pop, it's up out of the water higher than when you started. We get taught that the solution is to learn how to allow urges without satisfying them. But let me tell you, this concept took me a long time to really understand because I didn't get what it means to allow an urge. I'd be told, well, if you're feeling tense, that means you're using willpower. If you feel resistance, that means you're using willpower. Okay, but if I want to do the thing and I'm deciding not to do the thing, 
how on earth do I do that without feeling tense or resistance? Oh, you just allow it. Ugh, I didn't understand what that meant. Oh, and there was also advice that you can't go do something else because that's cheating. If you distract yourself, you're not allowing the urge and you'll never learn. I tell you, it was really frustrating for me that I couldn't figure out how to do this and everyone just kept saying the same words at me. As though if you keep saying the same thing that I don't understand, somehow I'll suddenly understand it. It's like in the OR when someone tells a third year student holding a retractor to toe it in, but no one has ever explained to them that a retractor has a heel and a toe and which is which and demonstrated what toe it in looks like. They clearly can't understand what the instruction is, but the person giving the instruction just says the same thing over and over. You just fold in the cheese, David. I can't make it any more clear than that. Okay, but anyway, I'm hoping that my explanation will make this an easier concept for all of you. For me, I prefer to think of this as observing an urge rather than allowing it. The word allow bothers me because allow sounds permissive, and how are you allowing an urge if you're not doing what it wants? So I like to think of it in terms of welcoming or greeting the urge. Observe it. Notice what's happening. Acknowledge it and say hello. Give it some airtime. Bring it right up to the surface and inspect it. Actually thank your brain for sending it because your brain definitely had some sort of benign intent, even if it was totally misguided. In terms of the pretzels, you could think, hey, I'm having an urge to eat a whole bunch of chocolate-covered pretzels because I think I better act fast or they'll all be gone, and I don't want to miss out. But really, if I go snarf them all down, that's exactly what's going to happen. They'll be gone, and I will not have truly enjoyed them. So thank you, but no thanks. I totally get why you're offering, but I'm going to pass. My coaching instructor used the analogy of a server at a cocktail party who, as they make their way around the room, keeps offering you the same order that you really don't want. You just keep saying no thank you. Eventually, the server is going to learn. They'll remember that you said no the first however many times. When they start heading to your corner of the room, they might briefly make eye contact and think, oh yeah, that person doesn't want this and just change directions. And eventually they'll stop altogether because there's no incentive to do the work of offering when you know the answer is no. But important trick here, you have to remind yourself that an urge has the short-term memory of Dory from Finding Nemo. And you don't want to be surprised when it takes a long time or a lot of repetition for this to sink in. That's normal. Nothing's going wrong. I hope you can see how more relaxed this feels. Resisting an urge is turning your back on it, ignoring it, pretending it isn't happening. Resisting an urge is like sticking your fingers in your ears and saying, la, 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 I can't hear you. Welcoming an urge shines a big old spotlight on it, shows you that it's not the powerful and scary thing you thought it was. It kind of takes the wind right out of the sails. One last strategy. If you're dealing with a particularly tenacious urge, one that keeps saying, hello, I'm here, no matter how many times you've said no thanks, I do think it's okay to offer yourself a distraction. I completely disagree that this means you're giving up. In my mind, if you consciously decide I prefer to spend my time and energy doing something else, well, I think that means you're still completely in control. 
Now, the argument against this is, yeah, but if you never learn how to just not eat the Oreos when they're calling to you, the problem will never go away. But that's not true because you're still not giving in to the urge. The end result of the urge for Oreos is still, I didn't eat them. Even if it means that I get tired of having an urge, so I go occupy myself by organizing my closet. What's the net result here? Sounds like a pretty good one if you ask me. The Oreos are uneaten and you've got a nice clean closet. So I would call that a win. I really hope that helps and I hope you're able to master this concept a lot faster than I was. It can be really helpful to work on figuring out the source of an urge with a coach. If you'd like help with this, come visit me at whitecoatlifecoach.com and schedule your free consult. Okay, I'll see you next week. Any opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.